the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I'm going to go straight to my guest, Larry Elder, who has reached the ranks of those who do not need an introduction. However, I will give a brief one. Because I acknowledge that I am emotionally involved in this issue, given my love for and reverence for this man, and his announcement that he is running for governor of California is one of the most important announcements in modern political life, in my opinion. I think it changes things a great deal. There are very few people as articulate as quick and as courageous, and I should have put courageous first because that's the key, as Larry Elder, my colleague and friend who just announced this past weekend that he is running in California. Was that a good introduction, Larry? Dennis, that was a fantastic introduction, and let me say, but for you, I wouldn't be in talk radio, as you well know. You were the one who introduced me to management and recommended that they hire me. But for you, I wouldn't be in this race. Dennis, you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> With you, apparently. So good. All right. You know, if you have a couple of friends, what else do you need? We're going to go together. That's exactly Dennis, right. As you know, my attitude when you first asked me to do this was, was hell no. Right. Uh, and I told you the state was ungovernable. I said we have super majorities in the, in the Senate, in the Assembly, and, of course, a crazy governor running the state, uh, crime up, homelessness up. I said this thing is ungovernable. And the more people approached me, the more I looked at it, the more I saw how arrogantly this man uh, ignored science and shut down the state in the most draconian way compared to all of the other states while having his own kid continue to enjoy in-school private education. He's at that French laundry restaurant with the very same lobbyists and people that drafted the mandates, violating them by not wearing masks, by not socially distancing, which meant they weren't really afraid, but they wanted you to be afraid. And then there's this massive, massive uh, face mask scandal where a bunch of lobbyists, he knows, set up a company just days earlier uh, and got $500 million contract to manufacture masks in China that were substandard. Uh, we lost a couple hundred billions of dollars before we clawed a little bit of that back. I could go on and on and on. And then, of course, rising crime and homelessness and the outrageous cost of living. Then, as you know, in my family, there's a little house that my dad bought after working two full-time jobs as a janitor, saved up his nickels and dimes, and bought a house in south-central Los Angeles. My father's house uh, is now worth $600,000. And since my sister-in-law owned the house together, it's wonderful for us. But it's impossible for anybody with an eighth-grade education, a dropout like my dad, to work three jobs and come up with the down payment uh, and be able to buy a house that costs $600,000. And on my dad's salary, my mom was a stay-at-home mom raising three boys until the youngest of us, Dennis, was in middle school. That route is absolutely impossible because of the high housing costs that, are, that, that, that young people now face because of the anti-growth uh, environmental extremism 
that's taken over this state for the last 30, 40 years. My God, the list is so damning. People are voting to hurt themselves. Is, is, is that the message, in a sense, that you will be delivering? Uh, that's right. People are leaving Texas, leaving to go into Texas, and Texans I talk to say, why are people bringing their left-wing politics with them? And that's because, Dennis, they don't see the connection between what's going on in Sacramento and rising crime. They don't see the connection between what's going on in Sacramento and the rising cost of housing. They don't see the connection. All they know is it's bad, I'm getting out here, and they haven't put it together. And it's not because it's stupid, Dennis. They're making a living. They're trying to put food on the table, trying to get that first house. They don't have time to read everything and connect all the dots. That's our job. That's my job. And we have to explain it in ways they can understand so that if they leave, they don't take their left-wing politics with them, but more importantly, that they don't leave so they'll be able to, to, to make a living here in California the way my dad did when he came here back in 1945. Given that the media are essentially servants of the Dem- Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Democratic Party, how will you get your message out? Uh, interesting you say that. I just had an interview with a, a gentleman, uh, you'd know his name, a longtime political analyst here, and I got on him about how unfair the media are. I told him, you know, here I am, born and raised in Los Angeles. L.A. Times is, of course, the major newspaper in the state of California. I've written a half a dozen books. The L.A. Times has not reviewed any of them. I mean any of them. Two of them made the L.A. Times bestseller list, and they still didn't interview review me about any of them. I did the movie Uncle Tom that came out on Juneteenth last year. It made more money than the five uh, uh, best documentaries nominated uh, for this current year Oscar combined. It had a higher uh, IMDb rating than any of the five that were nominated. I could not get arrested. We hired a consultant to interact with the Academy to hopefully get the film at least looked at to be nominated. They wouldn't even touch it because uh, I, it's, it's the wrong message. And so I got on him about this, and I said, how do you expect anybody like me uh, to win an election when you guys are unfair? It is why Democrats outnumber Republicans three to one in California. It's not because Republicans have bad ideas. It's because people don't know what the ideas are because the L.A. Times has shut them out. Is there a conservative member of the L.A. Times editorial board, let alone a conservative member uh, who is a, quote, person of color? Hell no. Do they have a single local conservative writer? Hell no. And this is why so many people don't understand the principles of limited government, the principles of low taxes, the principles of light regulation, and they don't know what the hell is going on with our public education, where 75 percent of black kids in California, Dennis, cannot read at state levels of proficiency. Nearly 50 percent of, 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 of uh, all kids cannot who are in K through 12. 
the people that know the school system the best are the teachers, uh, and the teachers are twice as likely if they have school-age kids to put their own kids in private school. It's like they open up a restaurant, hung up a sign, and said, come on in, just don't eat the food. Was this, uh, if I may ask, was this person from the L.A. Times? This person was from the L.A. Times. Yeah, because the, there's a person from the L.A. Times who's interviewing me after the show with regard to you, so I assume it's similar. What did he did he or she have a response? No, didn't have a response. Uh, and I'll tell you something else that happened. This happened with a couple of interviews I've had so far. What about the Trump factor, I'm asked? Because, of course, Gavin Newsom wants to turn this into Gavin right. Newsom versus Trump crazy. Right. And Gavin Newsom's people says, well, this is all about white nationalists. Well, Dennis, you know me, uh, you know me for almost, almost 40 years. Uh, I think the last thing I am is a white nationalist. Uh, and that's what these guys do. And they asked me, well, didn't, weren't, you a, weren't you an enthusiastic supporter of, of Trump? I said, I'm a Republican. I haven't voted for a Democrat since Jimmy Carter, and I regretted that. I voted for him because he pardoned, uh, because um, uh, Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, and that bothered me uh, in, my, in my youth and my naivete. Uh, but I wouldn't do that again. I said, I said I'm, I'm going to vote for the Republican nominee, whoever he or she is. Well, what happens if Trump is a nominee in 2024? I repeat, I'm going to vote for the Republican nominee, whoever he or she is, in 2024. Aren't you a Democrat? Don't you vote for Democrat nominees? Why is this surprising, I said to him. God, are you articulate? It, it's painful. No. It's painful. It really is, Dennis. It, no, you're right. It's unfortunately the word. By the way, will there be any debates? Are you kidding? Gavin Newsom wouldn't debate me uh, on a bet. I remember when William X. Buckley ended his firing line show, Dennis, after 33 years, and someone asked him why Ted Kennedy, despite numerous invitations, never came on the show. And Buckley said, why does the bologna, why does the bologna avoid the grinder? This guy is not going to debate me. And Dennis, I'm not interested in slicing and dicing the other Republicans. That's what they want us to do. I believe in Ronald Reagan's 11th Commandment. Thou shalt not speak negatively about a fellow Republican. I respect all of them in the race. Some of them are quite good policy wonks. And Dennis, when and if I'm lucky enough to become mayor, I'll, I'll make them part of my governor, staff, part of my governor. cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, governor. I'll, I'll make them part of my, uh, part of my right. staff and, and part right. of my cabinet. So what is your – are you going to be traveling the state? What, what are you going to do? I'm traveling as we speak. I'm on my way to Norwalk uh, to file papers. I'm going up to Oakland. I'm going up to the Bay Area. I'm going down to uh, San Diego. I'm going to the border. I'm going up, uh, up further north so I can look at what's going on with our, with our water supply. Uh, I interviewed uh, uh, Bill Jones. He's the, the last, in my opinion, true conservative ever to win a statewide race here in California as a Republican. Third-generation farmer. Uh, his family, uh, they even named Aqueduct after Jones because uh, they were the last ones to build anything new in this state. This state has a water infrastructure that's built for a population half this size. They're not planning for the future. And I want to talk to some of the farmers up there uh, who are angry about the fact that when it does rain, uh, much of the water is not captured because we haven't built a sufficient underground storage tanks to do that. So I'm, I'm getting on top of all these issues, Dennis. This is a big state. Uh, 58 counties. Every county has its own personality, its own culture, uh, and I'm trying to listen to uh, to people so I can be a better governor if and when I'm. All right, we, we got to take country. a break. Where do people go to help you? Electelder.com. Electelder.com. Real simple. No dots. Electelder.com. I'm going there right after we speak. Electelder.com. So you said you're going to Oakland. How will they? Right. How will they even know you're there? Well, I'm, of course, I'm 
putting all my activities on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, so people will know what I'm doing and where I'm going and why I'm going there. Uh, but Dennis, you mentioned that my, my, my being black. Uh, as you know, I went to Crenshaw High School, and I picked up the L.A. Times the other day, and only 3% of kids from my former high school can do math at grade level. The first step, of course, toward getting to the middle class is getting a decent education. One of my big, big, big issues is going to be school choice. The polls show that urban black parents and urban brown parents desperately want school choice. Uh, the teachers' union desperately do not because they feel they're going to lose union dues. Uh, and the charter schools do not require the teachers to automatically join the union, and therefore they don't get automatic uh, dues. Now, you would think the teachers' union would be about making sure that your kids get a good quality education, but they're about making sure that teachers don't get fired. We have 300,000 teachers uh, in uh, in the state of California, Dennis. In any given year, 2.2 out of 300,000 are fired. 2.2. And I've been told by many experts there are anywhere between 5 and 7% that are completely incompetent, roughly 15 to 20,000. And if we fired them, the quality of education would be improved dramatically overnight. I'm thinking about using my powers as governor to declare an emergency and get rid of the bad teachers that are often the ones in the inner city schools, the schools where the kids most need good teachers. Oh, my God. Oh, to, to ima- just to imagine that. Is there any profession where only 2.2% of its employees are fired? I can't think of one. I can't think of any. And, and Dennis, remember that, that horrible teacher at that elementary school that was feeding kids cookies laced with something I won't even mention on your show? It took them years to get rid of this guy. I think well over a million dollars in legal fees to get rid of them. And the only reason he left, finally, is they gave him a buyout for about $40,000. Now, you can't get rid, of, get rid of a teacher like that. What about just your regular garden variety incompetent teachers? Tom So calls it the dance of the lemon. And that's when a teacher is in a, school, a good school district. The parents are, are, are involved in their kids' education. The, the, the teacher has gotten rid of out of that school, goes to another school, goes to another school, and finally ends up in a school where the parents are either indifferent or don't realize what's going on. Tom Sowell called it the dance of the lemons. The lemons are the ones that end up in the, in the worst schools where the kids need at least competent schools so they get that first step out of, the, out of poverty toward the middle class. Larry, what ultimately moved you to run? Because obviously we have discussed this in the past, and you were quite dead set against it. I, I started hearing from other people I respect, like uh, people like Pastor Jack Hibbs, and I started thinking about why I wasn't going to run. And the first one was uh, the, the huge financial sacrifice, and I realized that uh, I can still function uh, perfectly well on, on, a, with, on making a lot less money. The other thing, Dennis, was exposing my personal life. You know, nobody's had a perfect, a perfect life. I certainly haven't. And I talked to people, and one pastor told me, every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. And I recall a line that Pat Robertson once said when he ran for president. He said, as for the sins of my youth, either the Lord has forgiven me or the statute of limitations has run out. So I began thinking about the things in my private life, and they're relatively minor. My goodness, Dennis, Gavin Newsom had an affair with his best friend's wife, his best friend was his then campaign manager, and the man still survived. Nobody even brings it up. I've never done anything that scummy. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, by the way, it is worth the shout-out to Pastor Jack Hibbs, who is one of the great men of our generation. I love that man, too. And he, you have no idea how many times he texted me, speak to Larry, speak to Larry. 
And, and Dennis, uh, it wasn't just Pastor Jack. It was also his assistant, Gina Gleason. Uh, they did a high-low on me. Uh, Pastor Jack would hit me, and then she would call, and Pastor Jack would hit me, and she would call. And she was even more persuasive than Pastor Jack. I guess she learned from the best. But, Dennis, uh, somebody's got to do this. You, That's you right. You've around L.A. You see this homelessness. And, and what do they do? They spend more and more money to, quote, buy housing. Even if you can induce them to go into the housing, they're not going to stay because the underlying problem as to why they're on the streets in the first place has not been resolved. And Pastor Jack, another pastor, says, get us involved. We know what to do. We know how to do this far more efficiently, far more humanely, far more effectively, and far more cheaply than the taxpayer can do through the government. Let us get involved. Let us adopt a street, adopt a block. We'll figure this out. Let us do it. Get the government out of the way, Larry. Oh, is that ever true? So where are you headed right now? Right now I'm headed to Norwalk to sign the papers to officially launch the campaign. And where will you officially launch it? Um, where's the place? It's, it's, a, it's Norwalk. It's no, Norwalk. no, I, I mean, where will, will, will you be making some big uh, rally, some announcement? Because I, oh, I want to help I, you I, publicize I, it. That's why I'm asking. I see. I see. Well, no, I'm going to make a my first TV announcement on the Sean Hannity show. That'll be, I think it's tomorrow. I'm going to have a little speech uh, today uh, in Norwalk, uh, where, where there are going to be probably a few hundred people. Uh, no biggie. Uh, and then I'm going to go place to place to place and start uh, making the case. This is a big media state, Dennis. It's about getting on television. It's about getting on radio. You don't get on television and radio. You can do as many coffee clashes as you want, and you're not going to get anywhere. It's about television, and it's about radio. And that's one of the reasons I have an advantage over my Republican rivals. Uh, aside from Caitlyn Jenner, I have more name recognition than anybody else. You know, Dennis, we've been on radio up and down, uh, up and down California for years, in Sacramento, uh, in the Valley, uh, in Ventura, in L.A., in Riverside, in San Diego. Uh, and, um, and so I'm going to be going on all sorts of TV outlets and radio outlets trying to make the case because uh, Gavin Newsom can spend unlimited amounts of money. There are no campaign finance limitations on him, but there are on us. I can raise, I think it's around $9 million. It's a little complicated. I'm not, I'm not sure I even understand it. All I know is I can't raise anything like what he can raise. The only way to beat this man is to go on TV and go on radio and make the case because he's not going to debate me. There is not a single article that I could find on your announcing in the L.A. Times. Wow. I haven't checked. That's yeah, I checked. Yeah, we just checked. Alan and I just checked. <laughs> Maybe they're on vacation. <laughs> yes, they're on vacation. Exactly, they're on they're on moral vacation. All right, let me re- remind everybody: the site is electelder dot com. It is up at dennisprager dot com. So let me understand the logistics here. There are two parts to what people will be voting on in September. Part right. one is: Do you want to recall Governor Newsom? Is that correct? That's correct. Then if that gets a majority, what happens? Then whoever gets the greatest number of votes to replace him becomes the next governor within 30 days after the Secretary of State certifies the election. So he is counting on winning the majority of Part 1. Right, in which case Part 2 is, is, uh, is neither here nor there. It's, it's nullified. That's what he's counting on. That's why he wants to characterize this as a race between Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump or Gavin Newsom and Trump supporters, because uh, in California and many parts of the state, uh, probably the only person less popular than Donald Trump maybe is Charlie Manson, and that's probably a toss-up. 
And if I give you one quick story, yesterday I did a lot of commercials, and I'm talking with the makeup lady. She's a single mom. She has a 17-year-old boy who was one of the top wrestlers in the state of California uh, for his weight class, one of the top 25. And he was wrestling six days a week, uh, and his coach was really his father figure. Gavin Newsom shut it down. This kid became increasingly morose, had a good enough relationship with his mom, had enough courage to go to her and told her he was suicidal. She now has him in counseling. I talked to another woman on my staff whose brother uh, is an Oakland um, uh, football coach. He is white. Most of his, uh, 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 most of his uh, kids are black, and he is their father figure. And he gave them structure. And he pleaded and begged with the authorities not to shut the, the practices down. They're outdoors. Can we at least do that? They wouldn't let him. Two of the kids got into trouble with the law. One of them committed a crime so heinous he's going to be behind bars for years. This would not have happened had these kids had the structure and still had the interaction on a daily basis with this father figure coach. The coach was so angry, Dennis, he's now left California and moved to Tennessee where he's resumed his career without the mask mandate. This is what Gavin Newsom has done, and these are the many, many unintended consequences of the most draconian lockdown of any of the 50 states. Just want to tell everybody that uh, in the beginning, within one month or six weeks of the lockdown, I tweeted and wrote a piece that the lockdown was the world's greatest mistake in history. Not the greatest evil, I made the distinction, the greatest mistake. And this is a perfect example, and people don't care about these kids. They just don't care. And and why... Go on, go prime, on. Prime, prime example, Dennis, the head of the United Teachers of Los Angeles, remember what she said? Uh, a lot of parents were pushing and pushing, pushing to reopen the school. The teacher didn't want to. They were still getting paid. And she said this was it. This was an example of white supremacy. Are you kidding me? The ones who are hurt the most are the black and brown kids. But, uh, but because some of the parents that were yelling and screaming were white, this head of the United Teachers Association of Los Angeles, the largest affiliate of the California Teachers Association, said this was an effort by white supremacists. I kid you not. Well, I'm sure you'll even be called a white supremacist. <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> you have been called worse. That That is exactly right. Uh, Larry, anything I can do, I'm saying it publicly so that I'm, I'm, I'm cold on it. Anything I can do for you. If you want well, me Dennis, to swim the L.A. River. <laughs> well, Dennis, just keep putting out the website, electelder.com, because I cannot win uh, without money. And, Dennis, I don't have money. I mean, uh, my right. net worth is around $3 million. All of it is tied up in, uh, uh, in, in my house. Exactly. I don't have any fluid money like that. Right. Uh, and that's why a lot of people don't run. Uh, so if I don't get help from people within the state and outside the state, because, Dennis, as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. Washington, D.C. is dominated by a Democrat president, a Democrat Senate, a Democrat House, and California is dominated by a Democrat governor. Uh, and supermajorities in the Senate and supermajorities in the Assembly. And as you see what's going on with California with the crime, you see what's going on with California with the homelessness, with the quality of schools, with the high cost of living. Uh, this is coming to a theater near you if we don't do something about it. ElectElder.com. Now, is there a limit? Uh, what are people allowed to give? There are well, some wealthy listeners. 
Yes, individuals can give $34,200. That's the cap for individuals. But if there are millionaires and billionaires, there are ways. There, there are special PACs that can be set up. They're not, they won't be coordinated with the campaign, but they will be sympathetic with the campaign. And that's how people get around these campaign finance limits. So if there are multimillionaires, multibillionaires, and I know they're out there, there are ways. Just contact me uh, at electelder.com. Uh, and uh, there's also a contact, Larry Elder. Uh, contact me. Send me a message. We can probably figure something out. We sure can. Electelder.com. Anytime you want to come on, let me know. God bless you, Larry. God bless you, Dennis. And Dennis, again, thank you so much for the encouragement. I, I think that I would feel that I have shirked my spiritual and moral responsibility if I didn't do this. And thank you for for, for, for inducing me, um, and thank you for, for, for leaning on me, and thank you for, uh, in your loving way, pressuring me to do this. And, and I'm doing this, Dennis, and I intend to win it. Yep, exactly. This is a very, a very touching moment for me, and for the state, and for the country. Give him whatever you can. Electelder.com Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. An amazing sight was revealed in Cuba on Sunday. Protests against the failed communist regime broke out on streets across the island nation. We are no longer afraid, they chanted. We want freedom. The Marxist-Leninist regime in Cuba dates back to 1959, and the small island nation of just over 11 million people has been under the hard fist and the corrupt repression of the Communist Party for decades. Under revolutionary dictator Fidel Castro, the Communist Party consolidated its one-party rule. Fidel is now dead. Raul, his brother, is too old to rule. But the Communist Party continues its repression, and the nation is suffering under both a severe economic crisis and a resurgence of COVID-19. The Cuban people have had enough. Here's the big question. Will the communist leaders of Cuba now turn their guns on their own people? They've done it before. Now the world is watching. The voices of the suffering people of Cuba say they are not afraid. Our prayers and our hopes are with them.